You know who this is. Welcome to the Pure Individual Podcast. On tonight's episode of the Pure Individual Podcast, we have Valia Ambrosia. Valia is a 4-6 self-projected projector, single channel with a channel of inspiration. So she is an alpha projector like I am. Valia, welcome. Thank you. I am going to invite you to set the direction on this one. All right. So something you and I talk about a lot with what we see in the world, sex relating and how much not self there is in, even in people who know design, there's so much not self in the sexuality that we see. And for me, having seven open centers, it's something that I really notice in people. So speaking to amplification and where people get really confused, you know, what is the not self and how they identify with the amplification, confusing it as themselves. Right, right. Heavily, heavily with the emotional system, right? That's where, that's where sex is. And a lot of people... Yeah, I guess I am going to pick on the people that blame sexuality on the sacral center because that's not really where it comes from. Uh, That's where the availability is for sexuality, but that's not where sexuality comes from. Sexuality actually comes from the emotional system. And so we see it across the board when it comes to non-emotionals amplifying emotional energy and also with emotionals feeling that amplified emotional energy. And there is a massive amount of distortion, of course, across, you know, the world. But I also think, and I I know (laughs) that there's a massive amount of distortion among people that are within human design. For many reasons, I would say the first and foremost is that most people don't want to actually face their not self. And they definitely don't want to face their not self in regards to sexuality and in regards to relationships and how their relationships are deteriorating and because of their not self connection to sexuality. And that's a serious problem. I know it's a serious problem that I see with My clients, I've seen it with myself. I've seen it with pretty much everybody that I've I've talked to on a deep level in design. You know, when we're open about this, that there is some dysfunction or you have experienced some dysfunction. And a lot of it does come back to, of course, the beginning, the middle, and the end, strategy and authority. But the functions of the solar plexus system, what it's rooted in, and how that affects the emotional being and the other being essentially is so powerful that it can drown out all of the other openness and where all of those other pieces of the not self are coming from. 
yeah, this is a this is a topic for everybody. This is a topic and a conversation for everybody because really, if you don't enter into if you don't enter into sexual bonds through strategy and authority, it's frankly flat out just not correct for you. And it's a decision that you are going to carry with you in your cells genetically for seven years. And so it's not something that is to be taken lightly at all. Yeah, absolutely. I think something that's easy to forget is that if one person is not self, it's not correct. So if one person is hooked into something and they're addicted to the juice and they're just amplifying it all the time, it's not correct. And then the other person's experience of that person is distorted. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause a lot of times people they'll think to themselves, I'm in strategy and authority and, and yeah, you are in strategy and authority, but if you're, you know, it's, it's one thing if you've already entered into a, a partnership or a relationship with somebody through strategy and authority, and then that's where you're at, right? That's where you're at. That's correct for you. Let's say that you are not in a monogamous relationship and you, you know, you don't have a monogamous partner. Uh, you haven't entered into something with somebody and you go to enter into something with somebody and you enter into that with somebody who is not self. There is not a way to exit that without damage. And, you know, that's a, that's a harsh, <laughs> it's a harsh truth. And it's something that people, of course, don't want to hear, but you're never really going to only get what you want to hear, especially from pure individuals. <laughs> and we're going to say it uh, regardless of, of what you want to hear and regardless of how you feel about it. And if you enter into things with somebody who's not self, you're, you're going to be damaged when you exit it or when they exit it. And a majority of the time, not self relationships and not self encounters happen because somebody is not in their authority. And a lot of the times that it happens, that happens due to the weather, due to transits, due to influence that is outside of somebody, uh, which makes them think that there's something there that there's not, you know, or there is the chemistry through the electromagnetics there, which makes people think that there's something there that there's not, you know, a majority of majority of clients that I've worked with that, and this is, this is myself as well. It's, it's simple mechanics that you can have, you know, it, it'll, a lot of the times if I look at somebody who's, who's been divorced, for instance, usually there was like five electromagnetics, you know, <laughs> five or seven or something gnarly like that, because that's the chemistry, right? But that's not, right? That's, that's the chemistry and that chemistry that the butterflies in the stomach, the electricity, uh, it's just genetic imperative. It's not, there's no awareness there. There's no consciousness there. Yeah. 
it's wild. People will base their entire lives on a connection like that. And then when it doesn't go well, they're so confused. They're like, I don't know what happened, mm -hmm. but it's so not sustainable. Yeah. 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 And that's, you know, that's the, the difference between genetic imperative and strategy and authority, right? Where we are attracted to genetically what we're not. And that's something to be expected. You know, you can expect yourself to feel an attraction or to, to feel drawn to somebody that has a center defined that you don't have defined. That's just genetic imperative. It's so it's not even a, you know, it's an attraction, but it's just the bioform. It's just the body saying, Hey, this is something that's different. Let's make more. Uh, that's all it is. It's, it's nothing more than that. And so when, and we can accept that, right. Just like just, you know, mixed type relationships are a perfect example. That's another, that's another example of our body saying, Oh, this is different. Let's mix up the genetics. And, and it's not that any of this is bad. It's that it's a reality of awareness that people have to have. Uh, if you don't have a reality of, if you don't have an awareness of, of that reality, that we have genetic imperative and you, know, you can very easily think that you're not making a decision with your mind when you're making a decision with your mind because you're just going based off how something feels, right? And going based off how something feels, uh, it's not necessarily always reliable. Uh, it's 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 difficult to discern, and so it's really important when it comes to when it comes to bonding, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to sex, ultimately, to be aware of what's going on to be aware, okay, yeah, <laughs> I have five electromagnetics with this person. The pull is going to be there, right? But that doesn't mean that at a consciousness level that the communion is going to be there. And that's really as a night center being where the vehicle, at, you know, at an authority level is looking to enter into things is if that bond can be rooted in nine center communion now it's it's interesting because it's going to vary based off sacral or non-sacral you know really only generators are here to have relationships that are heavily rooted in sexuality only generators and even furthermore emotional generators <laughs> i mean that's that's how much influence the emotional system has but really, you know, anybody that's non-sacral doesn't have sacral availability for sustained, consistent sexuality. And any sustained, consistent sexuality from a non-sacral being is really just not self. <laughs> that's where it's coming from. Uh, and so, you know, when we're looking at type, we really have to look at, oh, is this, is this person sacral? Is this person non-sacral? And, you know, overall, you know, even generators have left sex when they're correct, right? Uh, sexuality is very much 
it's a beautiful thing, but it's also very much an outlet for the not self for everybody. Yes. Yep. I feel it because I'm so open. I can really feel when someone's sexuality is healthy or if they're, you know, often I find generators who don't have a defined emotional system, they're never really satiated. Like they're not self. It feels like this insatiable, they cannot get enough, you Mm -hmm. know, because they're hooked into the juice and it's like, they feel like they need the juice. Right. Right. It's a very different frequency. Yeah, because they have the availability, but they don't have they don't have actual sex drive. Yeah. And really when we're and you know, everybody can be into whatever the fuck they're into, but when we're when we're looking at uh you know, not self-sex addiction, um when we're looking at hypersexuality. Um, that's not rooted in anything that's neurological where what we're looking at is the undefined emotional system like that's what we're looking at uh, is the undefined emotional system so it's interesting because the people that actually have sex drive aren't the ones with sexual problems it's the ones that don't have sex drive that have sexual problems and that's just a mechanical fact people can like it or not like it Uh, the mechanics don't give a fuck <laughs> what somebody's feelings or opinions are they're absolute so how do you guide people and help them who are really addicted sexually who are open emotionally a lot of it just comes down to abstinence you know mm-hmm. if, if 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 you're non-sacral you have to you have to learn how to be disciplined you're, if you whether you're a manifester or a reflector or a projector, if you're non-sacral, you don't learn how to be disciplined, you're never going to live your type. There's one type that's here to just respond to life. You know, and yeah, it's like manifestors, they have their rules of engagement so that they meet less resistance. They don't have any actual rules. It's just so they meet less resistance and their lives aren't absolutely terrible because they are absolutely terrible if they don't have manners and they don't learn how to inform. They're going to have a terrible, bitter, angry you know, just just an angry life that, that <laughs> if they're not informing, right? And if they don't have manners. Um, reflectors don't really have much rules. I mean, they need to watch the, the moon and they need to tune into what's going on with the program. They don't, they don't necessarily have rules either. Uh, they're non-energy types like us. And uh, so, you know, invitations are important. Uh, they have very different roles. And they also are going to feel what's going on with the program more than the, the person that's next to them. I mean, immensely, you know, so they're very unique in that. And when I look at the reflector, I very much am just like, do your thing. <laughs> when I look at the reflectors, like, do your thing, yeah, be secure in yourself and you know, fill the program. They're here to, to feel everything that's going on and here to evaluate uh, you know i don't personally i don't see that issue a lot with reflectors um and that's you know that's just me i could ask you know my reflector colleagues or or students and they would probably enlighten me a little bit 
I see it mainly with projectors and manifestors. And, you know, projectors, <laughs> projectors are fucked up. Uh, <laughs> projectors are really fucked up when it comes to sexuality. And you know, a, a lot of it is is because projectors are already penetrating the other person in the first place, you know, at a, at an auric level, at a subatomic level. Uh, and on the other hand, then there's the, the manifestor dilemma where the manifestor is very limited in their ability to can in to literally connect with another person with the when they, with their closed door, they are limited in their ability to have connection with anybody. And so they can run into issues as well in, in, in terms of using that to connect. Uh, you know, I think that anytime that we're looking at a, a non-sacral being with motors, we are looking at, at those motors using sexuality as an outlet. Um, and that can also be rooted in the openness, right? And you know, there can be the the non-sacral being that wants to prove themselves sexually, right? There can be the non-sacral being that wants to find love and direction in the wrong places. Those are those are the two two biggest ones right there. And you know, the third is gonna be probably the one that's holding on to somebody or something that's not good for them. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, I can identify those things pretty basically through rave psychology. Mm, those are large, large pieces, very large pieces where if we have openness there and we're also looking at a undefined emotional system, we've got a real fucking cocktail. You know, we've got a, we got a serious, serious cocktail. And so learning that our natural state as non-sacral beings is celibacy. <laughs> That's our natural state is really the only place where change can begin. Change cannot begin uh, anywhere other than just not doing it because how are you going to know the difference in your energy otherwise yeah. you know um even me with my defined emotional system it's like without any separation from sacral energy there was no way that i was going to to learn what sexuality was with somebody yeah. who's non-sacral there wasn't there's no way there's no way to learn how different the energy is right the amount of energy you know you're 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 non-sacral and you have a sacral partner that's it and sexuality is very different from if you have a non-sacral partner right it's very different so i think that the first place is in abstinence for a period of time it's in not using that as as an outlet Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I went seven years without dating any sacral being mm -hmm. and have done bouts of celibacy and I've seen how important it is 
And I, what I find is when I connect with projectors who are very hooked into sexual energy and I say, have you tried not having sex for a while? Often they'll literally say, I can't do that. Like they're, they're so hooked in that they can't even conceptualize what that would look like. And I'm like, Ooh, well, that's, you're in really deep. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Really, really, yeah. Really deep. And you know, there's the, I've seen you know, and, and it gets deep. I've seen it as deep as two non-emotional projectors and one is not hooked on the juice and the other is hooked on the juice and they have relationship problems because one is, you know, they're, let's say they're at the office all day they come home, they've got all this juice that's been amplified emotionally and sacredly and their partner is at home and doesn't have all of that. And then there's an expectation <laughs> and the one thinks that they're sexual and they're not. And, and that, that's a whole fucking problem. You know, that is a, that's a massive problem. And so there's the, there's the first step of, of checking yourself. And then there's the reality of checking your partner. If you're in a partnership because you're going to have a very difficult time deconditioning if the same behavior is going on. And this isn't to say, you know, don't be intimate. This is, it's not to say any of that. This is, let's reduce the amount of distortion that's happening in your life at a personality level. Yeah. And especially for the projector, no matter how aware they are of their own sexual energy, if their partner is addicted it's it's still not self mm -hmm. no matter how much they're, they're working on you know whatever they're working on yeah 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 it's yeah it's 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 hard in the context of the projector because we take people in deeply and we get lost in the other person and the the only counterpoint to getting lost in the other person is getting lost in the right other person. <laughs> it's because you're going to get lost in the other person, regardless, it doesn't matter who they are. You're going to get lost in them. And if they're, if they are, you know, deeply not self, and this isn't to say that they have to be in design or, or anything like that, but it, you know, the more deeply not self they are, the more distortion you're absorbing. And so, yeah, there has to be, you know, this is where the the next the next level boundaries of what it is to to be in design come in, because yeah, you have your strategy and authority, and you know people have to respect that, but you also have energetic boundaries that have to be set, and you have to live those out. And if you don't live those out, you're you're never going to advance. You're not going to go anywhere. You're going to stay in the same place. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to be in the right place around the right people at the right time. If, if you don't set up those, those heavier boundaries, you know, it's, it's like the undefined G projector that is always in groups, you know, they're always in groups and then they get lost in groups and they get lost in the wrong people. So I can tell you, separate yourself from the group and just tell you, realize that you cannot be in a group. You're, you know, if you're, you're not a G to throw up projector, you cannot be in a group without getting lost. It's like, you're going to end up in bad situations. You're going to end up in bad relationships. Um, 
you know, they've got to separate themselves from that. There's, there are just things that you have to separate yourself from until you're aware enough to deal with it in a healthy way. Yeah. Yep. I feel like the biggest one I see is when one person is emotionally defined and the other person isn't. And the undefined emotional person is usually the one that wants sex more because they're feeling the amplification oh, yeah. and it becomes this point of tension in the relationship. Oh yeah. I see it a lot. That one's a massive problem. And you know, I gets, I can, I can attest to it personally <laughs> as, as somebody that, I have passion, right? And that's that's my fuel. There's there's three different fuels. There's need, passion, and desire. And those are the three fuels of the emotional system. And if somebody's emotional, that's what they're gonna feel. And if you are a projector, then that's actually going into somebody. And you know, that's the only type where it's actually going into somebody. Uh, and that amplification, it doesn't, doesn't, I don't need to be in a high for that to happen. I can be very melancholic and that passion still getting amplified. That sexual energy is still amplified and it's still there. And I can totally, I mean, <laughs> I can totally just want to, you know, watch a show and eat some fucking ice cream because I'm really melancholic and I don't feel very good. It doesn't mean that the non-emotional next to me is not amplifying sexual energy because they are. I can attest to that as well with all my openness, but I have the awareness now where I can feel when the pressure comes, mm -hmm. I can feel what's not me and what's me. Right. And I feel like that's the thing that people really need to learn, especially when they are undefined emotionally, because it's an awareness center. So they mm -hmm. don't have that natural awareness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They don't have that actual awareness and you know, the, the undefined emotional system, you know, a healthy one can just allow the energy to move through it. You know, any, any undefined center, any, you know, whether there's hanging gates where it's completely open, the whole piece of wisdom is to allow that energy to just move through and to not attach to that energy. And so when there's relationships between somebody who's emotional and somebody who's not emotional, that's where I see a lot of issues is, you know, the other person, they can't just let that go, right? You know, if an emotional projector, for instance, an emotional projector always putting out that energy, and, you know, this is what people need to understand is that, you know, this is mechanics. So, you know, somebody putting out, sexual energy that's rooted in need or desire or passion has nothing to do with them being sexually turned on. It has to do with the actual energy of the solar plexus. What happens to the other person, that's a different story. The other person, they can get turned on. That doesn't have anything to do with the with the emotional being. So you know emotional beings, we're just existing, you know, as an emotional projector, I'm just existing, putting out passion. And 
there can end up being that expectation from the non-emotional for that to get carried out, you know, for sexuality to get carried out. And that's a fucking problem. You know, really, when we're looking at, we're looking at authority, okay, the emotional system dominates everything. So to be non-emotional and to think that as a non-emotional being that you can dictate the sexuality in a relationship, you've got it all fucked up because it's not your sexual energy. It's, it's, it's not. And you have to be on the emotional person's time if there's any actual respect or any actual love or any actual intimacy, then your sexuality is going to be dictated by the emotional. It's not going to be dictated by you. And that's a, that's a serious reality that has to be accepted by the non-emotional. If you're going to be with somebody who's emotional, you've got to honor their, their emotional system. That, that, that has to do with sexuality because that's where it comes from. Such a great point. Yeah. I feel like your design is also really unique because you have such a contained design. You know, you don't have all of these hanging gates as mm -hmm. hooks for things. And I feel like that's where people get really lost in the other is because they have half of the thing and then mm -hmm. something else comes in with either the electromagnetic and they think that it's them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything hanging in my, gosh, I don't have anything hanging in my solar plexus. I don't have anything hanging in my G. Um, so yeah, I'm very contained. Just the one activation. And I just have one activation that's pointing towards my solar plexus. So I, you know, um, well, I do have 59, 59 is pointing. <laughs> so I have two, two activations that are pointing toward my solar plexus, but it's not very much. Um, to, to be hooked into Yeah, there are people who have multiple activations that are pointing towards their solar plexus or pointing out of their solar plexus. And, you know, it's, it's of course, it's looking for the other side and the, the genetics are looking for the other side and they can very much plug in and think that that's, that's them, but it's, it's a receptor. That's a, you know, it's people call them hanging gates. Uh, outside of rave psychology, but in rave psychology, we call them conditioning receptors. That's what it is. It's a, it's a receptor. It's a conditioning receptor. And you know, to shift the language, that that changes the way that people think about things quite a bit. It's like, oh, oh, it's a conditioning receptor. Yeah, that's what it is. And there's nothing wrong with conditioning. We're not here to eliminate the conditioning. Trillions of neutrinos hitting us right now. It's a matter of getting the right conditioning. And if you're if you're not clean in your relationships and you're not cleaning your sexuality, you're not going to get the right conditioning. Absolutely. And then they base their life on these relationships. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can see, it. it it's interesting too, to see with the, the patterns. Like I've looked at my, I've looked at my patterns. Um, from when I was not self and it's interesting because I, before before design I had, I had never been in a relationship with somebody who was not emotional and I had never been in a relationship with somebody who was not an emotional MG 
that was interesting to me. So it was the, it was the sacral availability. Uh, if people look at their patterns and their partners, they're going to find a lot of repeated conditioning. And then that's, that's what happens is we get locked into the same conditioning. Even in true self relationships, we get locked into similar conditioning. Um, and it can totally be correct for us, but that's of course where entering into it correctly comes into play. Um, when we look at you know, the patterns in, in our partners, we can learn a lot. I mean, and this is mainly for projectors because, well, we have entire libraries of everybody's fucking birth data that we've culled from, <laughs> from any given time, from you know, elementary school to fucking college. But you know, if if you if you look, you can you can see, oh, oh, there's my hooks. You know, that's that's what I'm hooked into, and then you can really start to deconstruct. Hmm. Yeah, this is just conditioning. So a lot of times we do, we do repeat. You know, I one of one of my patterns was was transitoriness. Was MGs with transitoriness. That was, and I was like, "What the fuck? Where where is this coming from?" And now here's the really weird piece that people really don't want to look at. Look at your parents' designs and look at your grandparents' designs because that's where it's ultimately coming from. My grandmother was a transitoriness manifester. So that's ultimately where where it's coming from is you're gonna you're gonna look at your your parents' designs and your grandparents' designs and you're gonna find that in your not self life, there's gonna be synchronicities there. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's that's the not self grinder. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because I've had, as you know, my experience with the 59.6 because my mother was a 59.6. So I have been to school in the 59.6. I've dated many and some of my close confidants are 59.6s, often sleeping phoenixes on my fractal. So it is crazy to see how, as Ross says, we really do fuck our parents. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah yeah totally and you know the the thing about it is that it the condition it can totally be it can totally be correct that's the thing is that is that can totally be correct uh, it's a matter of did you enter into it correctly you know if you enter into it correctly then it, a lot of the times you know you are going to have instances where there is definition or gates you know as your true self you bond with somebody and they're correct and they're their true self um, that lines up with you know your past from the you're not self life well that's the good conditioning right that that's the good conditioning um so there's it's not a matter of looking in and saying oh well there's this this is bad. It's a matter of being aware of of the conditioning that that you're taking in. And in the context of sexuality, you are taking that person in deeply. And this is why I, uh, why I stress it more than 
I mean, more than any other bond, because you're taking this person into your cells for seven years. They they have their own fucking apartment. They've got their own condo in you for seven years. <laughs> and it's and it's there. And it's not going anywhere. And if it wasn't entered into correctly, if it wasn't exited correctly, then that that condo has fucking fire damage and, and flood damage. <laughs> yes. One of the most important things I feel in relationship, you know, before we enter, especially as a projector, we ask ourselves, do we want to take this person in that deeply? And then it's going to take seven years to get them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And nobody's going to take somebody in deeper than a projector. That's just, that's just a fact. Nobody's going to take somebody in deeper than a projector. And yeah, do you, do you want, and that's the you know that's the beauty of having a of of having correct bonds, having correct relationships, and having you know if if you if you have the if you have the privilege of and I I say it's a privilege because if you have the privilege of not having obligations you know to a marriage, for instance, um, not having obligations to children, for instance, but you know, if, if you don't have an obligation to a partner already, yeah, it's not something to fuck around with. You know, it's it's really not like, you know, when I work with projectors that are around our age, that projectors that are, uh, you know post Saturn return that are in their thirties. Uh, a lot of the times, you know, of course there's the loneliness that comes with being in design and the deconditioning process. And you know, people don't want to, you know, people feel lonely. They don't want to be lonely. They, you know, they want connection. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I fucking get it. I've been there. And, but it's worth the wait. <laughs> like wait uh yeah of course strategy and authority but you're you're going to yield much healthier and better results uh if the person's correct for you and you know they may be in design may not be in design you're going to have a cleaner experience with somebody who is a clean frequency I mean that that's there's, there's not much, there's, there's not much that needs to be explained there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big thing too, is letting projectors trust themselves and trust what they sense about the other person, because we take things in so deeply, especially for me as feeling cognition, I'm often feeling things that no one else could even fathom what I'm feeling about the other. And you've really helped me lean into that and lean into the trust of my receptivity because I don't need anyone else to validate what I feel. Even if it looks right, even if it looks like, oh, I have recognition. Oh, there's an invitation here. I still know deeper down something is off. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's, yeah, you can, you can trust your cognition, you know, and for me, yeah, I mean, for me as an intervision person, I deconstruct frequency, and I can see, 
I am one of those people that can look at somebody and I, I can just, I, I can tell a book by its cover. Frankly, I can. Um, and even that's the other thing is that so many projectors don't know <laughs> what actual recognition and, and invitation are. And also if, if you're a projector and you don't have a defined emotional system, whoa, you, you can't really make that decision while you're in the emotional field. So yes. you, you engage with somebody, um, whether it's an event or you're on a date or, you know, no matter what it is and you're in, whether they're emotional or you're just in the emotional field around people, you cannot make a, a decision to enter into something with somebody while you're in that field. You can't, there's not, there's not a way for you to clearly discern that. If you're not emotional, there's not a way for you to clearly discern that. Uh, I mean, and even if you're emotional, I mean, fuck, I've got an undefined spleen. If I'm around somebody that's splenic, uh, that feel good factor is, is still there. You know, so it's, 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 it's something where people have to wait. If you're a projector, people have to wait. I mean, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta walk out. Uh, take a walk around the block and you're a G projector. You got to walk around the block and then see if your G takes you back to that person. You can't, you're, you're not going to make the, you're probably not going to make the right decision for yourself if you don't get out of that emotional field. And, and, and that's, that's just mechanics. But if you're a projector, then you got to be the prize. That's the thing that you have to understand as a projector is that you have to be the prize, which means they have to wait. You know, me, I'm a, a as an emotional projector, the, 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 the rule is three separate occasions, three separate occasions is the, is the, you know, it's an unwritten rule, but it's a suggestion. And I talked about this at the conference on the emotional projector panel was, was, you know, if I, I have to see somebody on three separate occasions in aura for my solar plexus to know if they're for me or not. And you know, the, everybody has to wait, right? It's like, <laughs> If you're a projector, people need to wait and you need to wait so that you don't you know, take in the wrong person deeply. And, you know, it's, it's not a, it's a seven year stand. It's not a one night stand. Yeah. It's so important. And I also love what you say about most projectors don't actually know true recognition. No. Sadly. They really don't. It's that's taken me a really long time to actually like grok in my system what real yeah. recognition is. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 feel real recognition. When I I mean for me, this is just the case, you know, my case is when when I get real recognition, I don't know what to say back. Uh I'm I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the for the recognition and I thank them for the recognition, but I don't really have anything to say back. Um, because it hits deep, uh, people can, can be praised or, or, or compliment me or, um, you know, e even, even, even recognition, but deep recognition, I mean, the type of recognition that, that is required to enter into something, you know, with somebody, whether it's physical intimacy or sexual intimacy, you know, that's the type of recognition that has to 
you need the recognition that it's deep to enter into something with somebody uh, that's that serious because we are looking at, like I said, that person gets a condo for seven years. So not that you're ever going to see them again, but <laughs> you know, or they're going to be around for that long, but they're going to be around for that long inside of you cellularly. Yeah, I find that when I get real recognition, it often makes me cry. Like it yeah. hits me in a way where it's just undeniable. Totally. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally makes, it, it does. It makes me really emotional. And, and that's that's the real recognition. And that's not to say that every opportunity, you know, needs to be like that. But if we're looking at relationships and sexuality, it does need to be like that. Uh, you know, it, it does need to be hard-lined like that uh, because it's going to, it is something that is going to either be beneficial to your process or it's going to, it's, it's going to throw a wrench in things. Now, what to do? You know, it, it, this isn't to say that, you know, you, you make a decision that was outside of your authority. Now, you know, you're, you're fucked. Your life is terrible for seven years. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying is that you can get the right conditioning from intimacy with somebody entered into correctly. And that's, you know, yeah, they've got their, they, they, you know, they set up a flat in you for seven years and there's no damage. There's no, you know, you're not carrying any, anything that wasn't correct for you. And so, you know, it, it is a matter of entering into and exiting things correctly because we are being conditioned while we're deconditioning and we're always being conditioned. So it's a matter of getting the right conditioning. And is it, it doesn't, it doesn't make any, any, doesn't make any difference. That's not positive. If the person's correct for you, you know, you get the conditioning that you need and you get the intimacy that you need you get the bonding that you need and you continue on your line of geometry continue to live your life and and your life is is improved your life gets better from having you know that connection with that person for however long that lasts but it has to be the correct other yeah for you as an emotional being how is true recognition for you? Do you feel like it has to do with your emotions and them understanding them? It's yeah, it's interesting as a wide split because I've got two, you know, two pieces of definition that are very far apart from each other. And you know, to somebody has to have a, a full manifesting channel or they have to you know, connect to my sacral and, or, or connect to my spleen and then, you know, up to my throat through, through the 20th gate, essentially. Those are, are the two ways that I can, you know, have those pieces of, of, of definition bridged by somebody who's, I mean, I guess I could through the, through the middle, through the power column, but those are usually the ways that, that there's going to be some connection is if it's going to go from sacral to my 20th gate or from spleen to my 20th gate. That's the, the easiest way for me to get bridged. And I do not like getting bridged 
at all. It's very disturbing to me as, as, as a pure individual. But I have these two pieces of definition and having these two pieces of definition, it's like I have these two aspects of myself. It's all happening at the same time. It's not like um, they're, they're separate from me or anything. And it's not as if my, you know, my emotional system isn't aware of, of what's coming from my G center when I'm speaking right now, because it is, um, you know, having a split is, is simply having two pieces of definition in, in, in two separate places and it changes the way the conditioning works. So I can be recognized for either piece. I can be recognized for my G and my direction. I can be recognized for my voice. Uh, that's often what I'm recognized for is my G and my direction and my identity. Uh, I can be recognized for my emotional system and my depth, uh, my ability to wake people the fuck up, and my ability to be mutative. Uh, it can be either, you know, either either piece of me can can be recognized, and I can feel deep recognition either way. Um, I do think that when it comes to entering into something with somebody else, definitely all needs to be there. Definitely all needs to be there because I've been recognized for my emotional system and you know, my emotional depth and, and at the same time, not been recognized for my direction and, and my identity and, and vice versa. And so that all has to be there. If that's not all there, then there's, yeah, it's not, not going to go, not going to go anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere. I mean, I do have a fourth line body. So there's also that too. I'm not an easy person to, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not easy, not an easy person to 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 get in with at all. Yeah, I find so often the pure individual piece is really important in recognition. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if if <laughs> if they don't if they don't recognize uh, your individuality, then it's just a no go, anyways, right? Like, what's the point? There's no point. As, as a pure individual, there's absolutely no point in engaging in anything with anybody that doesn't recognize and respect your individuality because as a pure individual, you're, you're here to fuck shit up. Like we're here to change the rules. We're here to mutate things. We're here to make consciousness advanced. We're here to change things. We're not here to follow the rules. We're not here to fall in line. We're not here to take out our authority from the tribe or the collective on how things need to go. We are here to set things up to advance. And in your case, and in my case, as alpha projectors, we are here to set direction for everything. The only people that are here to be examples of direction are people with the channel of inspiration. That's a wrap. And in the context of our species, the projector is here to lead the species. So it's the alpha projector that's here to lead the species. And if that's not recognized and, and respected, then it's just, yeah, it's a no, right? It's a no. I know something that, that you and I have talked about is direction and movement, yeah. right? And how, how that, how that can, how that, 
<laughs> How if that's not understood, a relationship's not going to work. I, there's no connection that's going to work if you are an eight one projector and you are expected to explain or, or inform or really say anything about where you're going and when you're going somewhere, right? Yeah. It's the biggest one. The biggest one. If anyone tries to get me to explain my direction, it's like an invitation into transference. It's basically like if you step forward into this, you're transferred. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I'm not here to explain. I cannot explain. No. No, yeah, we're not, we're not here to. We're not here to explain ourselves. <laughs> well, I'm going. I'm going this way. I cannot tell you why. My vehicle is moving me this way. And I just know that it's true. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it, it's broken down so simply in in the life, life force channels, you know, lectures by Raw that you know the the eight one's the only person that's going to know where to go and the eight one is just going to go we're not going to ask you if you want to come you can mm -hmm. come if you want you can follow if you want but we're not going to ask you if you want to come and we're not going to tell you where we're going because we just know where we're going and yeah, at the end of the day there can be the other two leadership channels the you know the channel of the alpha and the prodigal and they're going to go their own way and they're going to find out they didn't know where to go <laughs> you know and so it's it's uh we're not here to and that's kind of the the whole joke about being the person that sets direction is that you're the person that sets direction you're not the person that asks for permission yeah you know? We're going to set the direction. We're not going to ask for permission. And in any sort of relationship dynamic, if the other person expects you to <laughs> do anything other than go where you're going to go, when you're going to go that to that place, then they are telling you they don't recognize you. That's what they're saying. They're saying, I don't recognize that you have direction. You know, if, if, and then that's a massive, that's a massive piece for me. I mean, yeah, we're pure individuals, so we're getting personal. So yeah, this is the personal piece. Such a big one. And it's different than a lot of other projectors. Understanding this piece about my design has changed the game for me because if you look at just a projector and you give them a blanket statement of, oh, you need to wait, oh, you need to be invited, that's all well and good for someone who's not an alpha projector. We move in a very different way. So that does need to be recognized yeah. in any relationship. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it does. It, it is. Yeah, we do move in a very different way. And when we look at, you know, this isn't to pick on the other projectors with defined G centers. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is the person with the direction is a one projector i've been with projectors that have defined g centers going places and you know they'll say go here or you know this is here i'm like no you don't have direction you don't look for it in the wrong places but you don't have it i do 
uh, it's, it's the A1 that has direction and we're going to move in very different ways. I mean, an A1 projector, we I can fucking hop on a plane and go wherever, whenever, and it's not, I don't have the same thoughts that other people do when it comes to traveling. I don't have the same thoughts when it comes to moving. I don't, it can just happen because that's the way that it's set up. You know, that first gate is right in line with the second gate. It's right in line with the magnetic monopole. And it's right in line with movement. So it's, it is a very different way of moving. And it's funny because I've, I've said this before. And yeah, of course, the people that were thrown off by it were <laughs> the type of people that don't like to listen to projectors, right? Um, and don't know how the the energetics work. But I'm an alpha projector. I'm going to speak, and I'm probably going to speak first. And you know, you if you walk into my aura, I don't need an invitation to speak. All I need is recognition to speak. And so I'm going to speak first. I mean, this is for any projector, but especially a projector with a defined throat. But for an alpha projector, I'm here to direct people. I'm here to literally direct groups in what to do and how to manage their energy more than five people. Every projector is here to direct three to five people. We're here to direct 15 people. And... So, yeah, that's just going to be there. And I'm going to speak when I speak. <laughs> and that that's what it is. And, and people are just like, and I, and I can already hear people listening to this and saying, oh, but the invitation. Okay, the invitation doesn't fucking matter. You can speak whenever you, whenever you recognize you can speak. Somebody walks into your aura, you can speak. And, and, and then I'm going to hear, oh, well, you know, well, why is it different for you? You know, the, I'm a 4323 or, you know, I'm an 1156. Yeah, well, you don't have a thyroid frequency that I have in my throat. I have a, I have a, I have a specific thyroid frequency in my throat center. You know, so do you, Valia, that makes my voice function differently. And it's mechanical. So it's not kind of, that's, that's the other thing is that it's very different when, when vocal definition is coming from the mind. It's coming from the Ajna is very different from when it's coming from the G. And this is a fundamental difference for G projectors when there are you know, any one of those, those four channels that are coming from the G center to the throat. But, you know, especially those three channels that are expressions of identity, that is a mechanism. That it's, it's a mystical mechanism that's happening through subatomic dark matter that is flipping a switch on and then that's coming out. That's what self-projection is. Self-projection happens from that mechanism. It's not a motor to the throat. It's not coming from the Ajna. It's not a splenic response. It is a mechanism that is happening in the projector. And that's where that voice is coming from. It is not happening from a biological function. So when a G to throat projector speaks, it is coming from an entirely different place that has nothing to do with an awareness center. Yeah. Yep. And I feel like that is why we can have a very polarizing, activating effect on people. I tend to activate 
any room I'm in really but <laughs> because yeah. they don't understand the mechanics when we speak yeah I mean well I mean that, that, that's the other thing is that when you're for us particularly as a one projectors like it's it's mutative anytime that you speak you're putting something into somebody and you know, people, <laughs> people don't want to hear that but that's the fact every time somebody listens to my podcast yeah brayton's going into you <laughs> you know my frequency is going into you it, it's that's the way individuality works conversely you know if we look at the other the end the other end of of kind of that circuit at 4323 you know anytime that you listen to raw raw's mind is going into you Every, anytime you listen to raw yeah that that's that's going into you and so something to understand about about individuality is that there is when individuality is coming through the throat there's there's mutative acoustics that are that are coming uh, out and and you're taking those in and yeah, the, but that is the large difference for us is that it's just the mechanism that's kicking and what's going to come out is what's going to come out. And how people take that is, is that's their movie, you know, <laughs> just, just like observing how they take it is, is, is our movie, but that yeah. is a, a fundamental difference that has to be understood when, when we're looking at G to throat is that it's a mechanism it, it, it's operating at a, a deeply mystical level. And so what you say when you self-project is exactly what's meant to be said. And if people don't like it, they can fast forward. Yeah. Yeah, and it really does influence the direction of the person in the field. I've had countless people just my whole life, their direction completely changes after connecting with me long yeah. before I even knew what was happening. Yeah. And that, you know, that's, that's a function of it, right. To be an example of direction, to be a, in our case is, you know, to be a creative role model. That's, that's a very large piece is to, is to help people with their, with their direction and to be an example of direction. And that that's something that does have to be recognized how are you gonna you can't be in any sort of relationship <laughs> any relationship dynamic you can't be friends with any one projector and and not respect their direction just just can't it's not gonna not gonna work out it's not gonna be you know if you're it's not gonna it's not gonna work out you know so especially if we go to a level where there's physical or or sexual intimacy huh yeah, that's got to be there. And, you know, in, in the extreme case where both are, 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 are alpha projectors, then there's the, the respect of, of each person's direction. Yes. Yeah, which, I mean, that's very, that's actually probably as easy as it gets, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like the other day, I flew to a different country. <laughs> And I didn't tell anybody. I was like, this is where I'm going. I don't mm -hmm. really know why, but my G is guiding me there. So that's where I'm going. I'll I'll let you know when I get there. Yeah. If I want, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's that's the other thing is we we don't even think about it. 
Like if I book a ticket to go somewhere, I don't even think about it. I, it's just, I don't think about where I'm staying. I don't think about talking to anybody about it or anything. It's just, Oh, I'm going there. This is where I'm going. Yeah. And I love what you say about the mutation as well and how important that is to understand if you are in connection with somebody who is a pure individual, because the mutation is very real and it's powerful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I think we're going in the we're going in the direction of relationships with pure individuals. We can go there now. I mean, that's where that seems like that's the direction that we're going into. Yeah. Move into that. Move in. Move into that from <laughs> from what what is going to be a a, a very interesting listen uh, in on on sexuality for our <laughs> probably a lot of people. We can move into relationships with peer individuals. Yeah. We are, we are beings that you have to express love for more than anybody. If you, I mean, it's just not going to work. If, if you can't say, I love you to a peer individual, then you can't be with that peer individual. <laughs> Literally, like you, you can't, it's not going to work. Yep. The acoustics. Yep, the acoustics. That's that's where that's where it's rooted in is 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 rooted in the acoustics. And it's you know, I don't wanna say that it's more more real than being rooted in the experience or in the touch of the other streams or you know, the other circuitry. However, I I I can say that not express not seriously not saying i love you will will destroy a relationship with a pure individual yeah it, it can seem you know that seems very simple it might you know it might seem like it's a very small thing but it will obliterate the entire relationship if you don't verbally express your love for a pure individual it's done it's not gonna work and if you can't work through that you can't overcome whatever issues you have with verbally expressing affection then just stay away from individuality like you're you're never going to have a solid bond or relationship or healthy bond or relationship with a pure individual like you just it's not going to happen and if you're a pure individual if you don't require that from the person or the people that you're intimate with you're not going to be fulfilled, period. And you're going to experience your non-self theme, whether you're angry or frustrated or bitter or you're an emotional projector, you're bitter and angry, you're going to experience that. Yep. So important. What comes to my mind is also understanding my deafness and how to the other, it can appear that I'm really stubborn and perhaps I am, but it's serving a purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Deafness, deafness serves a purpose and it has to be, has to be respected. And it's a hard thing for 
it can be it can be a hard thing for somebody to to respect especially if they don't have any deafness and there's a there's a very large difference between pure individual deafness and deafness of individuality and there's a large difference between just like there's a large difference between having an individual channel and being a pure individual just like there's a difference between having you know you might know something because you have individuality but it's not pure individual knowing like there's that's why we have designations that's why there's the tribe the collective and the individual that's why pure individuality is an actual designation because it changes everything and you know the deafness of the pure individual is there to preserve the individuality you know i i've had somebody sitting right next to me and they could be saying something to me for minutes and i'll hear absolutely nothing they said because they were trying to influence me it has nothing to do with with my mind or my personality it is all a function of the vehicle just completely blocking out that that frequency that's trying to influence and you know the frankly the you know the deafness is there to protect us from interference and so something that i've had to learn is first off i'm not sorry that i was deaf to it you know second off if if i if i was deaf to it then why were you trying to influence me because that means you were trying to interfere with me and you don't have a right to interfere with me because nobody has a right to interfere with individuality nobody and you you people can think what they want and feel how they want but mechanics and of the mind don't give a fuck about people's feelings you don't have a right to interfere with individuality it doesn't matter who you are and so when there's deafness it's like you that has to be respected you know I, there's the people in my life they, they'll pick up the things that i was deaf to you've picked up things i was like oh shit i didn't ever, i didn't even know that i didn't even know that was sad like what <laughs> uh you know it's it's it, it, so it very much comes down to for the pure individual it comes down to accepting that yeah you have deafness there's things that you're completely going to miss and on the on the end of, of the other person in relationship it's don't interfere don't try to influence and if they're deaf then that's not on them you know there was some sort of interference or or attempted influence that was there yeah it's really important for the pure individual to understand that about themselves because the moment we allow the influence in we no longer are ourselves and then we're fucked as a pure individual if i don't have the thing that makes me me i am fucked mm -hmm. yeah so it has yeah. to be recognized for myself as well as the other yeah totally well i mean that's that's the thing is that it's the moment that you're interfered with somebody is is meddling in something that is very important and it's what you are and there is no there's there's no there is no point in or purpose or reason for consciousness without individuality this is what people don't understand is that the, the moment that a pure individual is interfered with the consciousness program as a whole is being interfered with and you know so it's like 
and in pure individuals, we are oppositional forces. We're oppositional beings. You know, we, we're really the only people that are born into this world that come out of the womb that say, fuck you. You know, we we're, we're born and we come out of the womb. And we're like, fuck you. We can go against the world. It's not a problem because we really are the only people that can stand our own on our own two feet against the collective and the tribe. And that doesn't mean that we're comfortable when we do it, which is why we have a tendency to always have allies. But it's it's important for us to know that yeah we can't have that interfered with because not only does that not only does it fuck with our process and not only is it you know suppresses us but consciousness as a whole only advances through individual contribution that's that's a fact and so the entire purpose of of everybody is 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 interfered with when a pure individual is interfered with because then the tribe doesn't get the new genetics and then the way can't be mapped by the collective so every time that a pure individual is interfered with it really just delays the advancement of consciousness for the totality and so the the role of the pure individual is it is a lonely one and, and it is it is crucial for the advancement of consciousness. And so a pure individual has to understand that that's, that's the role. You have an oppositional role. You're not here to be liked by people. There are going to be people that love you. There's going to be people that hate you. And that's the job. <laughs> that's the job. And the job is to, to come in, change shit, mutate shit, and live out what it is to be yourself and to change the rules and to not follow the rules and to operate outside of the tribe and the collective and what everybody else thinks is thinks they know because everybody thinks they know but if you're not a pure individual you probably don't know (laughs) you think you know but you probably don't know and you might be a 4323 so yeah you kind of know but you still don't know not not in the same way that a pure individual does you might know for yourself, but the knowing that comes to pure individuals is mystical and it is existential and it has nothing to do with anything atomic that you can see. And so when a pure individual says that we know something, you know, if we, if I say I know something, oh, I know it. Can I, can I explain it? No, I can't. Uh, can I prove it? No, I can't. And I don't need to. Uh, any more than Ron needs to prove that uh, the voice put an extra design crystal in his body, right? This is individuality. It it is mystical. So the pure individual needs to understand that that's a large part of their process and that they're not here to fucking explain any of it to anybody, period. Yes. So true. And the melancholy that comes with it. I'm not here to explain that one either. And that is something that non-pure individuals or anyone who doesn't have any individual circuitry, I find just does not understand. You know, they're trying to find the reason why you're feeling what you're feeling and logic it. Oh, well, it must mean this. It must mean this. And really in homogenized spirituality, this is where people get really fucked up Mm -hmm. because pure individuals who are in a mutation feeling melancholy and then someone in the spirituality is trying to label it it must be this it must be trauma there must be something to heal 
when none of that is even real. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when we do a spirituality episode, that's going to be a, a real doozy. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 there's nothing, there's nothing to fix with the melancholy and, you know, it's, I see melancholy in, in non-emotional peer individuals. It is very, it's very, very deep, very deep melancholy. And yeah, that melancholy can present as depression and it's not that both can't exist at the same time. It's not to say that, you know, chemical, biological depression can't exist when melancholy does because it can but the, the melancholy is, it's going to be there and there's nothing that can be done to change that. And in fact, when you do try to change that, you're tampering with something that is, that is very, very important piece of yourself. And yeah, if you're in relationship or in connection with the peer individual and you tamper with that, you're really fucking with something that you don't have a right to fuck with. Um, that melancholy is part of the mutative process. That's part of how all change happens. All change happens through mutation. And mutation is part of melancholy. Melancholy is part of what makes that happen. There's nothing there, and then there's something there. And it's that chemistry of melancholy that, that has to be respected. And it makes the, the individual process so different if you're in a relationship with a pure individual and they're melancholic, you have to fucking respect that. That's just, that's there. And then when the pulse is on, the pulse is on. When the pulse comes, it, it comes. And that you also have to respect that too. You know, it's like you're, you're in a, you know, if we get it personal and it's, you know, an eight one, like you or me, Valia, it's like all of a sudden the pulse is on and it's time I'm going to start self-projecting. You better fucking respect that. And yeah, sure, I might go off for two hours. You don't like it, then well, the door's there. <laughs> you know. Yep. Yeah, I find that some people love it, even if it triggers them. Like some people, and you may have experienced this as well, which we've spoken about, is people know the power of our mutative frequency and they'll sort of become obsessed with it, but they don't actually know what it is that they are kind of grasping at. You know, people will sort of reach out to me when they're needing mutation, but they don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. They know there's something there that I have that's yeah. going to change something. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, that's, that's, that's it's very common. I mean, that's, That's a, a lot of why you know, your clients will work with you. <laughs> they don't even realize it is that it's, it's they're being drawn to be mutated. And that's what we do. We mutate. That's what we do. Yeah. It's, you work with your individual, you're going to get mutated. That's what's, that's, what's going to happen. You know, you're, are you going to get inspired? Yeah, probably. You know, are you going to get empowered? Yeah, absolutely. But ultimately what's going to happen is you're going to get mutated. Something inside you is going to change and that can happen at any at any moment and you know, it's it's also important for the peer individual to know that 
that's part of the overall process and you're going to mutate your partner. That's, that's the other thing is like you, you enter into, you enter into anything with somebody that's intimately connected. You're going to mutate that person. And if you enter into something with pure individual and you're going to get mutated. So (laughs) something about you, something in your life is going to change. Something is going to change. Uh, and it's going to change for the better. Uh, you know, that's, it's positive mutation, but something's going to change. So if, if you want everything in life to stay the same, don't enter into anything with your individual and do not come around us. Do not speak with us. Do not, you know, just stay away. <laughs> exactly. And it's interesting too, with the mutation, because it may not be obvious while it's happening. You know, I see that people see it afterward. I'll get the messages, the phone calls, the, oh my God, I didn't even know what you were bringing while it was in it mm-hmm. until afterward they oh, yeah. see how much changes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I have clients, clients that do, you know, longer term mentorship with me. That's eight months, 12 months, you know, where I'm working with them in 10, 14 sessions uh, where it's education, rave psychology, holistic analysis, where there's all of these things that are happening, um, very much in the, the background of my process. Uh, first few sessions, they don't realize what's going on. Because what's going on is 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 happening at a level that the personality is not aware of yet yeah even even my personality is not aware of it yet right it's just all coming from this unconscious throat center of mine this these unconscious self-projected channels and then all of a sudden the the fourth or the fifth session comes around like holy fuck you know or even the second session but it's never very rarely very very it's been so it's so rare that as a pure individual you're going to see change happen in a client in that moment or in that interaction i've seen it happen before usually it's going to happen at a at a different time same thing when it comes to to educating you know both of you we both have developmental motivations you do as desire motivation i do as a need motivation you can teach somebody and it's very rarely is it right there in that moment it's going to be sometime after a day after a week after and all of a sudden something changes because you you put the mutation takes hold and then it has its you know it has its incubation period and then it's going to come yeah and respecting the pure individual's process with that is paramount yeah yeah yeah, I, overall, that's 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 something that we require is, is respect, because it's the only way that works with us. Yeah, it's and it's it's a different, you know. That respect is respect, I guess, to to a degree. I mean, you know, but at the same time, it's not because <laughs> we function entirely different. You know, you, you have to respect. The mutative process, you have to respect the melancholy, you have to respect the individuality as a whole. You know, you, you, 
don't try to lock us into your fucking rules that exist for whatever reason you think they need to exist and maybe they do need to exist for you and that's great they can exist for you but not in the pure individual maya they do not exist for us they're not here to exist for us we're here to change them doesn't mean that we're not that we're going to change your rules but you can't impose yours on us you can try <laughs> you can attempt to but you're going to lose and and that's you know and i i have to use I have to use language like that because anytime that, that, yeah, and this, this is just for individuality as a whole. Anytime that somebody tries to impose a rule on a pure individual, they are starting a war. <laughs> that's what's happening. That's, 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 that's what's happening. And it's, it's yeah. very clear in source material. And the thing is that the game is rigged you're going to lose if you whether it, it doesn't it doesn't this is a has to have to be in a relationship context if you try to impose a rule on a pure individual and if the pure individual is correct you know we're assuming the pure individual is not not self and they're correct it can be a school it can be a quote-unquote community it can be a, an alliance it can be it doesn't matter who or how many people or what it is you try to impose or force or obstruct a pure individual you're you're starting a war that you're going to lose because this game in the maya is rigged for pure individuals to carry out their purpose it is rigged for us to advance consciousness and so you're going to lose game's rigged <laughs> it's rigged i almost feel like people can sense that even if they don't understand the mechanics at play and it will have them try, <laughs> yeah. Really try. yeah people will try with me and people have tried with you oh yeah all the time all the time <laughs> And they get addicted to the mutation as well, you know, because the eight one is the muse, right? So when I'm around, the muse is flowing and you are inspired and you are mutated and you might not even realize it until I'm not around anymore. And then you're like, shit, where did the inspiration go? Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, how can I get it back? How can I get it back? You know? Mm -hmm. and, but we're already so far gone in our direction. I don't even know where you are anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's very, it's, it, and it's, you know, and, and, you know, there's, there's people that, that don't like it and it's deeply disturbing, deeply disturbing to, to, can be deeply disturbing to the collective because we come in and we, yeah, yeah. I have something to contribute. I say what the fuck I have to say. And then I'm on my way. And the collective is sitting there, and the the not self collective. I'll be, I'll be, I'll I'll be very descript because the true self collective is the, the the massive ally to the pure individual. The true self collective actually serves the individual. The not self collective opposes the individual. So, you know, you you come in and you make your contribution, and the not self collective goes, "What the fuck? They really said that." Well, they don't have a right to say that. They can't say that because that doesn't go along with our rules and, and the way that we do things. And 
you know they <laughs> and 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 by the time they have decided that they're going to launch their litany of character assassinations you're already fucking gone as anyone <laughs> like see yeah. like you're you're already gone and by the time that they they've made up their their collective decision on how they're going to to attack you it's they're already behind in in <laughs> in how they can deal with it, everything as a whole they're they're already in the past yep and the funny thing is is a part of them is probably seeking mutation yeah exactly it's it's the resistance of it's the not it's it's literally the not self it's the not self resistance of the, of the mutation and 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 the not self fighting it that's where that's where things come in is the the not self is fighting the mutation because the opposition to a correct pure individual is rooted in the not self that's where it's coming from because a pure individual that has established their knowing the tribe and the collective that's correct they're just going to accept it they're going to accept it and the not self is always going to rebel against it it's always going to go against it because pure individuals were where we are pure individuals we don't move in groups we don't fucking you know it's like we're gonna say what we say and you're going to react how you're going to react according to your level of awareness and according to how not self you are and the not self is reactive so based on how somebody reacts to what a pure individual says especially what a one says it's purely rooted in how not self they are or not yeah not honoring the differentiation yeah yeah. Like differentiation shouldn't be questioned. No, no, it should no, it shouldn't be questioned. Uh, and I think you know that that is another piece of that is another piece that that does drive the not self crazy is that we're not here to have discussions. <laughs> the collective has has discussions, you know. Uh, the tribe has its meetings, and we're we're not here to discuss it. Yeah, I'm gonna make my contribution, and I'm, I'm on my way. I don't give a fuck what you thought about it. Or how you felt about it, or you know, if it made you feel uncomfortable, well, you know, great. Uh, some days, uh, you know, walking down the street in in the wrong place, I could feel uncomfortable for having different color skin. I don't fucking bitch about it, you know. <laughs> if uh, what I contributed made you feel uncomfortable or feel however it felt, well, that's great. You could also fast forward, or you can also. Yeah, put your hands over your ears or or go into some other place. You're not forced to listen to me. Uh, you know, as a pure individual and as a eight one particularly, we are not interested in talking about what we said because the whole point is that I can contribute, and it comes from my G center. It doesn't come from my mind which is a mystical process and i'm saying exactly what needs to be said so if you want to discuss it with whoever you want to discuss it with you, you can do that but we're not concerned about that process and we don't care about that process and that is something that deeply disturbs people oh wait they don't care what i say about it they don't care that i criticize it no i don't fucking care yeah don't. really That's don't most of it anyway I don't yeah. hear most of it anyway. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and even if you do, like, I'm not. I'm not going to hear it. So I, I most of the, <laughs> a lot of the things that people say, I I 
it's going to be a confidant that will reach out to me and say, Hey, so this is, this is, you know, people are reacting this way or people are so-and-so said this about this. And I'm like, Oh, really? Huh? That's interesting. You know, it has to be somebody that's close enough to me that they have my phone number and they, you know, can talk to me on a daily basis. That's usually who I'm going to hear about something from. Uh, I'm completely deaf to the chatter. Same. I don't usually know until they resolve it amongst themselves, but <laughs> yeah. often I'm like, I didn't even know that, that was happening. And you've been talking about me for how long? And I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And this, this is, this is, these are the facts of, of pure individuality and you know, there, there's a lot of pure individuals that don't, uh, they don't understand their power. They don't know how powerful they are. And if you're correct as a pure individual, things can attempt to stop you, but that's about it. They can attempt, they can try. It can be deeply difficult for you psychologically or emotionally because there is going to be opposition. If you're a correct pure individual and you, you you're going to have opposition, you're going to have you know, there's there's going to be oppositional forces. People are going to try and stop you from doing what you're here to do, try and stop you from being yourself. You know, that's that's going to happen. And and it's not that it's not difficult. You know, it's not that it can't be, you know, psychologically painful or emotionally painful because it can be. And you know, very often it is. It is. However, doesn't mean that you can be stopped. It's just resistance. It's just that the other, the not self other, is attempting to, and, and and that's that's what it is. It's that they're going to attempt to. It doesn't mean that they can, because we have a very different movement in this Maya, and our movement in this Maya is backed by what is not seen it is backed by inexplicable forces and you know that's the thing is the pure individual has of course we have our allies that is the other and we also have our allies that are inexplicable and so you know as a pure individual it can be very lonely like oh fuck i'm alone i've got to do this uh yeah <laughs> you, you you can count you if you're if you're true to yourself and your strategy and authority you can count that Whatever you need to do, whatever needs to happen, it's going to happen. Yes. Yep. The forces intervene. Yep. Yeah. It's a it's it's, it's a it's a very different process. It's a very different process for us overall as a whole. Just the the way that we move on this plane and and. Everything relating the way that we move on this plane and the the way that we experience the Maya is very different. I mean, you can be among, but you can never be part of. I mean, what does that mean? You can never be part of a group. You can never be part of anything. You know, and people are like, well, what does that mean? Well, I literally don't have any life force that can connect to another stream. Yes. I don't. There's not a way for me to be part of the tribe. There's not a way for me to be part of the collective. I can be among, but that's it, which means that the way that we fundamentally interact with the other is 
never going to be anything other than individuals. <laughs> There's no connection there outside of our individuality. It's so interesting how people will see that and everyone will have a very different reaction to it. Some people will just have this natural, oh, I just see you and I get that you're different and I honor that. And then other people are like, oh, it's different. Something must be wrong with it. It's the because not self. It's yeah, it's yeah. the not self. It's literally the not self. That's the thing is it's not about, it's not about opinions yeah. because because you you know let's say you're a 1762 right you you you've got you've got opinions right uh if if you're a correct 1762 then you know you've got your opinions and those are your opinions you don't have, you know you don't or let's say you're at 1858 you well if you're in 1858 first off you know that you're not here to judge anything other than the collective so that's not even going to be there in the first place unless you're not self if you're not self you're going to have all sorts of judgments about a about an individual um, that's how you know you're not self. So <laughs> if you're collective and, and you you have things where that you think that need to change in an individual or aren't right or anything, you're not self. There's not there's nothing other than you being not self. Like that's just that's a fact. And I'm not sorry to say it, but if if you want to change something in an individual, you think an individual needs to do something differently, you're not self because you're not respecting a pure expression of differentiation and yeah that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people because it is it can be deeply upsetting but what it's upsetting is you're not self that's what it's upsetting and it's not the pure individual's responsibility to you know put you in a high chair and 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 spoon feed you something that makes you feel a little bit better like you're a fucking adult stop being not self <laughs> yeah i've actually confronted people uh, who were really triggered by just me existing and i would ask why are you so triggered and upset by me being me and often i would hear it's not fair it's not <laughs> fair that you get to move in the world in a different way and i'm like are you serious <laughs> it's not fair but that's that's how it looks because we do move so differently it's almost hard for people to grasp yeah. 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 I mean, that's, you know, you're, you're a pure individual. You show up in a room, everybody knows that you kind of don't belong in that room, you know, and, and not that you don't belong in that room, but you're not going to belong to the group. Yeah. And yeah, you can really see where the level of homogenization is because, you know, there's that, like, for instance, there's people that aren't in design, right. That, have a different purpose and it's not to live out their design and they'll they'll see that you're different and they respect that uniqueness well that tells you how you know how clean their frequency is they're they're not they're not homogenized and which is funny because if, if we look at people in design and how they react to individuality it's like ah, wow you're really distorted because you <laughs> Sure, you've been in your you've been in your experiment for ten years, and you can't fucking handle a little bit of individuality. I'm glad you've known about human design for ten years, but I'm gonna leave it up to you. you've been in human design for ten years because you've known about it, not because yeah. you live it. Because if you actually live this shit, you don't give a fuck about what somebody says in outer authority. Like what somebody else says as their outer authority when it's actually out, actual outer authority when they are they have a clean frequency. 
they are not in transference, which you can't give out our authority if you're in transference. Okay. So strategy and authority does not unlock the ability to give out our authority. Period. It doesn't. So true outer authority. When somebody's giving out our authority and their frequency is clean, I don't give a shit what they say. And I'll find it interesting. I can severely disagree with it, but I can find it interesting because it's actual uniqueness. It's not an opinion. It's actual uniqueness, right? So there's not a way for you to truly be correctly living life as yourself and have a problem with somebody's outer authority. There's not. And yeah, there, 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 there's not. I mean, really it's none of us we're not here to fucking agree with each other that's the other thing is like we're here to respect each other's differentiation and 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 difference in in uniqueness and so there's a lot of people that have known about human design for however long and it's funny when they're you know a good they can be there, you know, the whole seven years. They've been in design for seven years and they get fucking activated by something a pure individual says. It's like, you, I'm glad you've known about human design for seven years. <laughs> I think a lot of it too comes down to are they really living? Are they really living? A lot of projectors, especially, are just sitting on the sidelines. They're not actually engaging with life force energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. A lot of projectors are sitting on the sidelines and sitting on the sidelines and taking, you know, taking an in information. And that does, that's not the way this shit works. You, you, you have to be an active player in, in this. If you, you know, you, if you sit on the bench, you, you're going to sit on the bench, <laughs> you know, it's like you're, you're when, and when, when things change, when the cycle changes and your fourth string red shirt at a D3 college, <laughs> it's like your, your opportunities <laughs> are, are not going to be great. Uh, there's a, there's a very active process. You don't, you don't get to be complacent. Yeah, as our type, as a projector, you don't get you don't get to be complacent. You don't. You, you don't. You have responsibility. Yep. And often if you're not sitting on the sidelines and you're truly engaged, you're not paying attention and critiquing what the individuals are doing. You're yeah. living your life. Yep. Yep, fucking nailed it. <laughs> if, you're, if you're if you're actually living it, you don't have you don't have fucking time. Mm -hmm. you, you you don't have you don't have time, and and if, fuck if you're a projector, you don't have energy. But you know you, you really don't have time. I don't have. I mean, I am deaf to a lot of shit, but but I don't even. I don't. I. I've got time and energy for principles because that's in my design to oppose principles, to uphold higher principles. But outside of principles, I don't fucking have, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care outside, outside of principles. I, I don't, I don't, I don't care what somebody, I, I care about principles that are 
I care about low principles or lack of principles or no principles. I, I, I care about you know, a lack of, of principled behavior. But as far as actual people go, I could care less because there's fucking 8 billion non-self people in this world. And what does one single you know, not-self person, how, how does that doesn't change anything what changes things is principles and you know this is the heretic in me this is the 10.5 in me coming out in my fifth color body and, and this is also how you know whether or not a, a heretic is an actual heretic or not a heretic is actual heretics go for principles and false heretics go for individuals <laughs> that there's also that. <laughs> if you want to know if a, if, a, if a five is actually a five, now see what they oppose, if it's individuals or if it's principles. Because if it's individuals, then they're not even fucking close to being a heretic, and there's something else. There's a lot of five ones that are like that, by the way. Yeah, you would know. Unfortunately. They're <laughs> yeah, they're my harmonic. I, I, I know that there's, yeah. And I'm here to discern them. I'm the person that's here to judge the five, judge five ones as a two, four. Whether that's yeah. actual, that's whether that's seduction that can be fulfilled or if it's paper tiger seduction. Yeah, I feel like when someone is homogenized and they come across differentiation, it's just activating to them in general. Like it hits them in this way that they don't even know what it's touching oh, yeah. on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And especially, especially, I mean, just especially individuality, you know, it's, it's, which for me is just, that that's the whole joke is like, why are you involved in human design? If you don't respect individuality, because this knowledge only exists because of individuality, literally this knowledge and any other valuable esoteric knowledge only exists because of individuality. So if it doesn't match up with your logic or the way that you think and you don't like it, get the fuck out of human design. Like if you don't, you know, if, if you don't like source material or just because it's source material, you don't think it's true. Human design is not your jam. Because source material comes from individuality <laughs> so it, 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 it's great that you have the way that you think it's great that you have your own differentiation your own definition and you know maybe it's abstract maybe it's logical maybe it's tribal whatever it is source material comes from individuality that's where it comes from that's where the knowledge comes from is through individual contribution and so if you don't like individuality and you don't like human design and you probably need to go to another system or make up your own. Yeah. This is not for you. <laughs> quit human design. <laughs> if you don't like individuality, just, just quit. Go back to homogenized spirituality. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Go, go do all of those things. <laughs> go, go do all of those things. Cause this, this human design is not for you. If you like differentiation and you want to live a, a life where you get to be 
yourself and you get to experience what it is to be a a unique being then human design is for you you know and and i think that well 99.9% of people that listen to this podcast it is for them there's just this small percentage that i know is listening to it just to see what brain has to say um you know it, it is for it is for those that that are on our fractals and you know for them individuality could and can be still upsetting you know because we do have the not self and but we go through a process of deconditioning we go through a process of dealing with personality distortion and and that can shift you know i have had i i do have clients that at one point they couldn't stand me <laughs> straight up at one point they couldn't stand me but they got mutated that changed um it is the it is it, it is there's you know there's that and then there is this this fundamental issue that i i talked to a predecessor and colleague about how you know there are the people that will be in design for X amount of years, whatever, you know, whatever they use to intellectually masturbate. Now I've been in my experiment for 10 years, whatever it is. And then they, you know, disagree with source material and they think that they can fucking change the whole thing. Um, you know, I mean, it's... <laughs> or they don't like the language because they don't think it's nice enough. <laughs> okay. I changed the name of my channel because it sounds nicer. Yeah, I changed the individuality because I couldn't handle it. That's really, you know, that's that's really what it is. It's, I, I changed it because it came from individuality. That's really what 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 they what they're doing is they're trying to change individuality. And well, we know what that is a sign of. We know what that means. Um, you know, that is an agent of the program, and there are agents of the program within. The realm of human design there are people that give analysis they give readings that teach that are agents of the program that serve homogenization that do not serve differentiation there are plenty of them and you know, that's that the, the, those are always going to be if, if you want to know who those people are they're always going to be the people that criticize individuality always because it's the natural opposition of things a correct pure individual is a natural oppositional force to homogenization. And the opposition of a pure individual is a natural opposition against differentiation. It is plain and simple. And yeah, that that's a mechanic of the Maya that is just there. And so you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, who are they talking about? Well, just see who criticizes individuality and you'll know exactly who is serving the program and who's serving homogenization. Exactly. It's been cool to recognize you because it has helped me recognize my own individuality. It's kind of hard to see it in ourselves as projectors. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, I, you know, I didn't like movement as, as an eight one was something that I didn't realize and it would, until you know, connecting with you 
I mean, I realized that that it was the way that it was, you know, but until I saw it in somebody else, I was like, and then I was like, oh, yeah, it is fucking normal. I'm going to go where I want to go when I, you know, you you don't, you do have to have that reflected back to you. And I, until, until I met you, I didn't, I knew that that was in me and that was something that was going to happen, but it wasn't something that I was like, oh, this is just mechanically, literally the way that it is, you know, and so it definitely is. It is important for particularly a, a, an individual projector to have other individual projectors in their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's kind of like, it feels like it, it keeps it really clean. Sometimes I feel like I go out into the tribe and even when I have recognition, there's still a little bit of that stickiness of trying to get me to conform, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm on my individual path. And then it's kind of like I connect with you and it's like, oh, there it is. There's the individuality. And it just kind of like reinforces it. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an important piece. It's, you know, as. Yeah, for for the for the projector for all pure individuals for the for the projector in the context of absorbing other people you know you we've we've got our we've got to have our our core you know the core beings in our lives that we interact with heavily and we're going to be those you know that that's you're a projector and you're around bitter projectors. You're going to be a bitter projector if you're, and you're not going to be successful if you're around bitter projectors and you're interacting with bitter projectors, right? So it's, it's like you, you have to have those people, you know, you've got to have those people in your life that are successful. You've got to have, you know, if you're a pure individual, you got to have those, you got to have a pure individual in your life. And because you're absorbing, you know, you're absorbing. It's like, you know, it, it's, and that's why for all projectors where, you know, where this is why we're not for communities. We're not for groups. Like, you, you know, you, you have to have the right people and absorb the right people. It's not about absorbing a bunch of people. Uh, it's those people that are, that are correct for you in your life and your results of, of your process as a, as a pure individual definitely shifts and changes when you have connection to another peer individual in any capacity. Yeah. Yeah. With you, I feel like it's given me almost like this permission that I didn't know a part of me was wanting for my mutative capacity because I'm so fucking mutative and (laughs) there's a part of me that would think that that was bad you know, because I'm always mutating people and there's sort of things that you take on even unconsciously because yeah. not everyone wants to be mutated. Yeah. Yeah. Leaning into it, trusting it. Huge. Yeah. I'm just here to fuck shit up. That's just like, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Things are going to change. The rules are going to change and you have to accept it. And it's a, it's a fucking scary thing to accept. Because we all, you know, unless we're raised this way from the time we're kids, we all have to, there, there's a whole other deconditioning process. My, my, my process of deconditioning into my individuality, that started after my process of deconditioning into being a projector and being an all right projector. The individuality was, was, this was the most recent piece. 
it was not the first piece. It was the most recent piece of, of my, of my process. The receptivity is huge. Mm -hmm. I would say that's been one of the most important things of understanding my design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The receptivity, the readiness, um, is, is crucial. You know, all of those, and you know, we, we, we don't, we don't get to, we have to have full radical transformation as projectors. And so, yeah, I mean, it's everything, right? It's, it's, it's never just strategy and authority for us. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't have that luxury. Definitely not. Especially if someone's not properly motivated. No, yeah, yeah. The projector is useless in transference. Absolutely yep. useless. Yep. The, uh, the the other types, you know, they, they could initiate or build or it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be correct, but I mean, you can, you can still build and be in transference. You can't guide and be in transference. No. <laughs> you can't. You can open a door, you know, and, and, and be in transference. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the right door, but you can still open a door. You cannot do shit as a projector if you're transferred. You can appear to. <laughs> That's a, that's about it. Not even to mention the fourth line stuff. The fourth line <laughs> How stuff. How important it is being a fourth line. Um, yeah. Being a fourth Understand. line. Yeah, when you are a fourth line, understanding how we move. Fourth line things. Should we end on fourth line things? Yeah. Okay. All right. You, you can set the direction. <laughs> well, for you, your fourth line is different because it's in your body. So two, four, four, six. But I would say the biggest issue that I see in fourth lines, regardless of where it is, is they don't understand how to be in intimate relationships, you know, because they get hooked in and all these other places, they don't actually understand there is a process that the fourth line needs to go through to know if someone is true and correct for us. And if you're not a fourth line, it's, it's hard to grasp. I kind of feel like I have to teach people like, Hey, I'm a fourth line. I need this process. But mm -hmm. it's really important for the fourth line to recognize about themselves because if they don't recognize it, the other is definitely not going to recognize it. No, they're not. And, you know, it's, I think about being like a young fourth line and that was always the weirdest thing. It was like, how, why am I attracting my friends all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, what the fuck? You know, you're, um, that's the way that it works and you know if you're when when you know for me having a fourth line body i can i can only as a correct two four i can only physically and sexually bond with people that i trust completely i can only have intimacy with people that i trust completely confident or not um you know it's it's different on the personality side, but at the same time, it's not because on the personality side, 
you're still only going to get to that place through confidantship. So, you know, for the fourth line, it's, it is, it is a process of a friendship that has to happen first. You know, people can feel however they want to feel about us. Um, things can be going in whatever direction they're going in, but if the friendship's not there, it's not going to happen. And, you know, also that the the friendship also doesn't mean that something is going to happen. Like <laughs> it's there, right? If you think about it, like fourth lines, we have we have our networks. We have and we have our networks that are, is just fourth lines. And so the, the bonding is very is very different. And it's also not it's we say friendship because that's the that's the language we have for it. But fourth lines do not bond like friends. We bond like family. Exactly. And I love how in source material, it says it's to bypass any likeness. It's like we bond in that way because it's beyond whether you like me or not. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to be bonded to you in this way, kind of like a sibling. So yeah. it's, it doesn't really matter if you like me or not, because yeah. there's the, the opportunity that's there. Yeah. Or yeah. Not. Yeah. We're not. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, it's true. It's not about being liked. And it's funny to watch the, the mechanisms that work between fourth lines. You know, like we have our, we have social skills. Nobody else has, you know, we, and granted there are fourth lines that make serious mistakes when it comes to their networks and make serious mistakes when it comes to uh, their relationships and other, and other fourth lines. Or those of us that that, that that are correct that understand how things work, or uh, you're not going to be lied to by another fourth line. It's not going to happen. Correct fourth lines. We we I mean we. It's always honesty, you know, and that's that's also, you know, when it comes to like fourth line network information, fourth lines operate, we operate when it's correct, when it's running the way that it's supposed to run, it runs more like an intelligence network than anything. Um, there's not gossip, there's not, you know, it's not he say, she say, it's, it's information that's getting passed. You know, that's what the realty is. It's, it's not, it's not gossip. Um, you know, shit, fourth lines that can't be trusted, they gossip. Uh, fourth lines don't don't really gossip uh, because that doesn't you know, gossip doesn't bring opportunities <laughs> truthful information brings opportunities and you know, that's what we that's what we care about we care about opportunity and also you know when it comes to when it comes to partnership we also care about opportunity there i mean a fourth line is not going to you know we're going and it's funny because like you you can't whether they're a 10.4 in their behavior or they're a fourth line, you cannot blame or criticize a fourth line for taking an opportunity. You just can't because that's why we're wired, you know, or for taking the opportunity that is best, you know, where we're, we're going to take the opportunity for whatever it is, work, business, partnership that is best. We're going to take the best opportunity, you know, and that's the way that we function. That's the way that we're designed to function. Yeah. 
And I hear the term friends first so often, but I feel like what people often miss is that it's not just being friends first, it's that I treat you like a friend first before I treat you like anything else. And that's the way that I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very unique and specific to the fourth line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, because it doesn't, you know, having that, that, that friendship is not a, it's not a guarantee of anything. You know, you can, it's, it, it's funny because somebody that's not a fourth line can think that because friendship is established that something else can be established. No, 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 that's not the case. Uh, that's just the basis for connecting with a fourth line. That's just the basis. That's it. You know, we've, we've got our network, we've got our friends, we've got our confidants and, you know, you, you've got to go to a, just, just to become a friend, you, you, you've got to go through a series of vetting process of trust. Cause everything about fourth lines is about trust. Everything, everything is about trust. And, you know, we're really the only, you know, really the only profile where if you, you fuck up, you fuck up. It's not, it's, it's not the third line process of bonds made and broken bonds made and broken. It's abdication. <laughs> you know, if a fourth line cuts you off, a fourth line cuts you off. And, you know, abdication also goes in, in, into bonding, you know, fourth lines, uh, we can have, you know, friendship that turns into confidantship and then the confidantship goes into being physically intimate, sexually, sexually intimate. And then we abdicate, which is just us saying we're better off just as friends. This is going to function better off as us just being confidants. So fourth lines very much can go into having physical intimacy or sexual intimacy with somebody and then that having to shift, but we're not going to break the bond. You know, we're not, we're not exiting the, the confidantship. We're not exiting the relationship. We're just saying we can't be physical or sexual anymore because that's not correct for us anymore. But with the way the fourth lines bond, Right, we passed the likeness, so you, we're bonding with you on on a, on a deeper level than friendship. So just because that needs to end or that can't continue, does not mean that you're going to lose the fourth line from your life. Um, that would be full abdication, which is very very rare. I mean, I think most fourth lines could probably count on one hand how many times that's happened in their lives. I think I think maybe twice for me. Yeah. I've had a few more, but only because people get really obsessed with my frequency. <laughs> I've had to cut it off just, <laughs> but it's a real thing. And there's also, you know, the warmth piece. Like you say, it takes so much for anyone to even get close to me. And so what I've seen in people is that they'll see other people close to me and they're like, oh, why don't I get to be that close? Why is yeah. she so warm to you? Uh -huh. I'm not as yeah. warm to me. Yeah. 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 No, totally. And they'll, and they'll think that there's, there's things that are there that aren't there. Um, they'll, yeah, they'll see the warmth and they'll think that there's, that there's more than friendship there. And they'll, there's all sorts of perceptions that people have about fourth line relationship, you know, fourth lines and the relationships that we have with the people that are around us. And that's just not the case. Um, so <laughs> 
something that that I think is particularly interesting about fourth lines is that we're really the, like we're we're no we are the most honest people when it comes to relationship. What we are, I mean, it's not to say that other profiles lie or anything like that, but we are the most honest in the sense that that is what maintains the relationship or not. There's like that's that's what maintains it either that's going to be there or it's not, and so it's like. There are things that I can count on a fourth line to be upfront with me about or tell me that I can't count on a non-fourth line to. And so I don't expect a non-fourth line to, frankly. Like, I expect everybody to be who they are, right? Um, so when it, when it comes to fourth lines, there's a certain honesty that is expected. And, and that very much will no matter you know whether it's somebody that's <clears throat> your friend somebody that's in your network or or a confidant you know that that determines a lot you know the fourth lines that that aren't upfront honest that you know those fourth lines end up getting outed of networks they straight up they get outed they get outed because once one of us doesn't trust you then who who else isn't going to you know and and it's you know it's so rare that there there's going to be a fourth line that that you know x amount of people are like oh but i trust them and then the x amount of people are like oh but i don't now pretty much everybody's going to know if 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 you can be trusted or not as a fourth line and so it's it's interesting to watch how that functions and it's interesting to watch how It's interesting to watch how things function on a on a romantic level with fourth lines. Because I mean, especially when it comes like between fourth lines, because we know each other. Like that's the thing, is like we know each other. Or we, you know, we know this person that knows this person that knows this person. And so that it's like within within the 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 realm of the fourth line. Which, by the way, if everything ran perfectly, we would run the world. If everything ran perfectly, because <laughs> we're the ones with the social skills. But it, 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 because it's funny that there's a respect there among fourth lines that we don't really get among other people, in a sense. You know, um, there's a respect for relationship and a respect for yeah. There's a respect for relationship, for intimacy, for all of those things between fourth lines that we don't really see with the other profiles or, or experience with the other profiles. Yeah. And that fourth line fatigue. <laughs> yeah. There's a respect for that. I'm like, Oh, you're tired of peopling. I get it. Yeah. 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 That's other things. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't people because we enjoy it. <laughs> we don't, uh, it's a, it's a function of, of, of what we are, you know, we're not, aspired to roll for the four as aloneness we actually don't like to people we we like to speak to the people that are closest to us our confidants we love to talk to our confidants but our confidants are few and far between you know the the network stuff that is a function it's not something that we enjoy necessarily it's not something that we sit there and that we loathe because it's something that naturally happens we're not even really conscious of it um but we get tired. We get really fucking tired really quick. I mean, I for me, I have a fourth line body, so 
my actual form, my actual body will get exhausted if I'm investing in the wrong people. And that's the other thing about fourth lines. We're in the investment game. That's the thing is like, yes, we're nice. Yes, we're kind. We can also be very fucking mean. We can also eviscerate your whole reputation and all of your network and fucking everything. We totally can. And we're in the investment game. You know, we invest in the right people and every fourth line, if you're, if you're not investing in the people around you, you're, you're not going to have opportunities. And, and there's also the other piece of it that has to do with, uh, you know, there's a piece of us being also benefactors and dependents. You know, if, if you're, you're a fourth line and you're not investing, you might be in the dependent stage, which is normal. Every fourth line is in a dependent stage at some point or multiple points in their life where they are dependent upon benefactors. But when you when you're not in that binary and you're in the benefactor binary, if you're not investing in people, you're not going to get opportunities. Um, and because we're in the investment game, and it's funny because it's not it's not this isn't the tribal bargain. It's funny because this is not the same as the tribal bargain. This is a natural process that happens where we invest in the people that are around us and that makes everybody more prosperous. That's where the opportunities come from. People wonder why fourth lines have opportunities because we invest in the people around us. So good. It's so true. I hope non fourth lines hear this. <laughs> yeah, this is a, yeah, this is a, this is an important, important piece. And for fourth lines, like if you're not a fourth line and you don't invest in that fourth line, that fourth line is bye. <laughs> you're not going to have that fourth line in your life for, for very long. And it's the thing is it, it because it's a built-in function of the profile. Um, it's something that's happening through purpose. It's not, you know, this strategy and authority that takes care of what you need to be on your cross and for your profile to function. Um, you know, living your type is what sets your profile and, and your incarnation cross into motion. So this isn't, you know, like when I talk about this investing piece, this isn't something like, oh, I'm going to invest in this person. No, no, no. This is something that naturally happens. So if you have a fourth line in your life and they're investing in you, that's just a natural thing that's happening. There's not an expected return or anything like that. But if you don't reciprocate that in some way, shape or form, that fourth line is going to not even at a personality level, not even consciously see you as somebody that is no longer reasonable to invest in. Just gonna, it's just going to fall away because they're going to invest somewhere else. You know, And it's funny because this is not something that we intellectualize or that we think about. It's just what happens. I watch myself. I'll just, I just end up pulling away from, from somebody because I'm investing too much attention, uh, too much energy, too much time, too much material resources. We invest material resources into people. Um, you know, it, it, and it's just a, a naturally pull away and then I'll realize later, Oh shit. Well, yeah, that's why that happened. Exactly. We're not always aware we're doing it. My vehicle will just move me. Mm -hmm. something in me is tired and exhausted from it yeah yeah and that's 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 where we get where we get fatigued we get fatigued from yeah the peopling but we truly get fatigued from investing in in the wrong person in the wrong people and yeah whether it's time energy attention 
for, for projectors, it's largely attention, investing attention in their own people. Um, but yeah, we were in the investment game and that's, that's the reality of it. So yeah, if you're a fourth line and you got to make sure you invest in the right people. You're, you're bound to not many times, you know, and, and over and over again, <laughs> it's not something that really goes away. Um, you, you learn, you get better at it. And then if you're not a fourth line, you have a fourth line in your life. You, it's better that you realize that that fourth line is investing in you than later, because by the time they get to the fatigue, then it, I mean, they could just completely abdicate, you know? Um, so yeah, never take advantage of, or, or take for granted fourth line generosity. Um, that benefactor piece is built into us and it, but at the same time it's it's not something that's that's going to be there always if, if there's nothing reciprocal then it's going to go away absolutely so good you have anything else on on fourth line stuff or i think we nailed some really good points. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, I think that was it. All right. Well, thanks, Valia. It's wonderful to have you on expressing your uniqueness and your individuality and your experience. Highly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. Bye for now. <laughs>